So the big question is this. How are successful everyday athletes over 30 like us who work hard, who don't have much time and who are always having to juggle life and family? How are we able to live a pain-free athletic lifestyle? How do we train? What do we eat? And what do we do different that allows us to get the most out of life but still have time for all our hobbies, family and friends? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, a podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. I'm your host, Josh Kennedy, and someone on the other end of the line who is occasionally in work, it's James Breeze. You're back today, are you, James? I am back today. Thank you very much. I had a great day out yesterday. Yeah, did you? You just, you just went off, left me in the lurch, prancing around the uh, hills of Wales. Well, in all fairness, like we've been in lockdown, it's been like it was beautiful, sunny, and I had a chance to go and explore some new mountains, and it was epic, actually. So, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram and see my epic little trails yeah. yesterday, it was awesome. Anything uh, go wrong? <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> I hate yeah, the, you so um, much. Should we got a, a Paula Radcliffe moment? And if nobody knows what that is, Google it. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, we. I did. <laughs> And it didn't help being out with people at the same time either, did it? <laughs> no, but at least you had some hand sanitizer around, so that's good. Yeah, and that's exactly. all we need to say about that. Um, I hate you. Going, I hate you so much. <laughs> you know, do you remember when you told me not to do too much chit-chat and random things? I totally disagree. We always got to have the chit-chat at the start yeah, because yeah. I get to say stuff like that. Chit-chat, shit-chat, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so there we go. Do you know we were talking about um, in the uh, first episode of season three, which this is apparently, about uh, lockdown and uh, you taking up guitar and stuff. I've just realised all the dad shit I did during lockdown. I've done so much dad stuff. It's uh, it's crazy. I've built a whole outdoor festival flower and lighting display in the garden. I've painted three quarters of a garden fence. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fencing panels. I've revamped our entire bedroom, built an inbuilt wardrobe, a bed, an accent wall. My God. You've kept you kept you, you basically <laughs> kept all the whole DIY stores in business, haven't you? Pretty much. I've sp- yeah, spent a fortune as, in being cute. As <laughs> has everybody else around the world, probably, yeah, at the same yes, time. But it's, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, it's been good. It, it is true. Every every Monday when we do chat, it is always like, hey, what, what do you get to on the weekend, Josh? Hashtag dad shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, literally. Hey, what are we talking about today? Uh, so today we are going to be talking all about assessments, a bit about the uh, background to those assessments, how we how we got there through the hierarchy of athletic development, and then sort of as lockdown hit, how we then realised we needed a a rethink, not a, not a full revamp, but a look again at our assessments and how how we could make them more accessible and usable, not only to us, but to our clients. I guess that's uh, the quickest way to sum it up, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like how we developed, you know, the assessment started off the system and then it led into what we call the everyday athlete scoring system, which we are. Yeah. Like I said, we're going to talk about in depth today to see what we are. Like it's, it'd be shame, shame we haven't got any visuals to show this and show the data that we have behind the scenes, but I'm sure people will uh, start to see more as it comes out, particularly when the book comes out, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> so you've put yourself on the spot there, book. That's going to be a while away. But <laughs> Oh, not the book. I'm the assessment guide. Oh, the assessment um, book. Right. Okay. I thought you were putting yourself right on the spot there's, there. There's so we'll many mention, books We'll talk about that later. Yeah. So many books. So many books. So let's, yeah. You wanted to quickly wind back to the very start and talk about how the assessment system came about in, in its essence, how it uh, grew from the hierarchy of 
athletic development. I think we have spoken about this before, but just a quick reminder. Yeah, sure. So it's just a quick reminder. So it went back in 2016, 2017, when we started the online training training thing, we transitioned to online training. And I'll be honest, we didn't know much about what we were doing. It was a completely new ball game for us. Yep. It's fairly new. Obviously, we've been training people in person for years, and we automatically assumed that we could do both. It would be easy to do it. And mm. it was far from it. It was completely... <laughs> yeah. It's a whole uh, different, different kettle of fish training online. 100%. And as, as we realized that and made lots of mistakes in the process, we realized that actually, and I said this back at the time, the future is a hybrid approach where you're yep. training somebody in person and offline where there's no boundaries of fitness. This is way before COVID hit, way before anything like this happened. Like I just saw it. Look, people want the freedom to go traveling around the world. You've got people in the cities who travel a lot extensively with work. They can't always work at the same gym, the same places. So you need some mm. a system that follows them with them. So essentially, no matter where they go in the world, they can still work with your true, with your coach. I was going to say it was it's a more sustainable approach for trainers because inevitably, I'm sure every personal trainer, coach, whatever has experienced this. If your client moves out of your area, that's it. You've lost the client. 100%. Exactly. And that, it was, that's, that was the system. That was the idea behind it. So we, we developed the, assist, the assessment system based on the hierarchy of athletic development, which you can hear about in one of the previous episodes. We talked about the 10 components. The assessment system was built around this. But this is where we, we ran into, I wouldn't say problems, but it was realized we could do things better because we were collecting so much data from people. I mean, lots of data. We could tell which way they could, they, whether they could turn left or right, how long they could balance on one leg compared to the other, what they could deadlift, pull-ups, all these sorts of things. But it was just numbers on a screen. It did mean something to us as coaches, mm-hmm. but of course it was still... It was still just numbers, and it certainly didn't mean much to the clients. No, hundred percent didn't mean anything. Cool. You know, people would just do it. Why? Why? Why are we measuring the the flex of my ankle? Why are we yeah. like measuring how long we can balance for? So we weren't able to communicate as well with people, and also for us because we we're collecting so much data, we needed a way to improve the way we visualized visualized mm. the assessments to help us make better decisions faster. And so that was the issues we ran into. And then lo and behold, this technology company approached us in uh, April of during lockdown of COVID to ask us to work, start working with them. We didn't end up working with them for, you know, we're just on a different, different wavelength, yeah. I think, of what yeah. we wanted to do things. But they um, wanted a, their clients who were all going to be working out re- remotely from home. Mm-hmm. They wanted a, a way for their clients to be able to see how or if or where they were improving. So we were like, oh, that's interesting. How do yeah, we 100%. take the assessments that we've got all this data in front of us and share it with clients to make it, as soon as you look at it, you go, I see where I'm good, where I'm not so good. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly right. So we're looking at this three-layer system. And again, the three layers don't really mean anything to anybody unless you yeah. want to be a geek and know the ins and outs of fitness and the 10 components. But what is a more meaningful, easy way to convey it? And like, I went back to Apple's rings, like close your, the whole close your rings. I remember going to a talk by what the CEO of, not the CEO of Apple, but the, the head of fitness for Apple. And he was saying they did all these different assessments and showed the importance of how closing your rings was more likely to encourage them to do take yeah. the steps to close those rings than anything else. It was like an inbuilt psychology test that they, they kind of worked out with. I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. Close your rings. Like, what do we need to do? So the idea then started to, to manifest and develop. And we went, what are the, on the basic level do we need? Like, what do we need to convey to people? And then we started breaking things down. Well, actually... There's four pillars or the four components, as we call it, of fitness, which is health, movement, strength, and cardio. 
Now, those like, had always been within the layers of assessments that we used on True Coach, but we hadn't sort of separated out to define it for clients, had we? No, 100%. And like, even though we were already using behind scenes, they hadn't been separated out. It was like, wow, those are our four rings. Those are our four pillars, the four components mm-hmm. of fitness that's important. Like, I think we can all agree that if you haven't got your health, you have nothing. We yep. all need to move well. And okay, we may disagree about the specifics of levels of strength or the specifics of levels of movement, but of cardio, but we can all agree that we all need those four things in balance. So mm-hmm. health, movement, strength, and cardio became our four components and the four ideas of, well, actually we can work with this, take the assessment system in the layers of health, the movement and stuff, and convert them into scores. So we have a breakdown of each individual score for each component that we can talk about with people and show people where they sit and then create an overall score of where they are in the world of health and fitness. Because here's the thing. I always go back to the to the film Moneyball. Have you, see, have you seen the film Moneyball? I love Josh? Moneyball. Such a good film. Oh, Brad Pitt. Um, what's, the name of the, what's the name of the guy who plays the geek? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Brilliant. Awesome. Absolutely awesome thing. And it comes back to that film. And I was like, actually, there's nothing really in fitness that does this sort of thing because mm-hmm. it's such a, an emotive and personalized approach. Everything. There's no one system to do assessments around the world. You go by gut, you go by feeling. It's, but where's the data that we can make hard, concrete evidence and show somebody, look, here's where we're at. We can't get away from the numbers here. These are the best decisions we can make based on the stats we have in front of us. So it makes us as trainers and coaches make better and more informed decisions, not go by gut instinct, which can be wrong sometimes. Sometimes it's right, but sometimes it can be wrong. And it gives us this like this moneyball ideal and this approach to doing things and coaching people in the long run. And then it communicates that with our clients and with our members very easily and very effectively at the same time. Yep, absolutely. So we had to go through our whole system and um, we decided that uh, obviously traffic light system is uh, is an easy visual way mm. to, to show are you not doing well, are you doing okay, are you, are you like amazing. We also had to go through like, although we had levels and scores and everything already, we had to go through every single assessment and decide, okay, is 2.5 inches of ankle dorsiflexion in the red category <laughs> for everything, yeah. didn't we? And it took a long time. hundred <laughs> percent. And honestly, like, so, so behind the scenes, this is the stuff that for our coaches in house, let's, let's call it this way. So when we do the assessments now and we export the data, the numbers, we then have a very quick visual view of like, okay, what are the red flags in health? What are the amber flags? What are the green flags? So we can instantly see what are the areas. And then we have an algorithm that prioritizes these things and say, look, I'll, I'll give an example. If somebody's waist is well over half the height, let's, mm-hmm. and let's just talk about numbers, 0.6. Like no matter what happens in anything else, we know a priority is weight loss for this client yeah. because they're a super high risk of any form of metabolic diseases and it'll flash up as red in the screen in front of us. However, yeah. but if it's below 0.5, it's a green. So we won't even look at that. We go, right, you know, necessarily fat loss isn't really a health issue right now. It could be something else. Yeah. But then when we go into like the movement stuff, we then start seeing, look, okay, well, look, there's a red flag on balance, for example, on the balance test that we see, but everything else is green, like the rotation, you know, the balance, you know, all these little things, there's, they're on yeah. green, but like whatever it is, you know, there's something that sticks out to us. So we see it now clients and people don't see this sort of thing, but us as coaches, we see it and we can make those informed decisions. 
But yeah, you're right. I remember going through the thousands and thousands of research papers and like mm. you know, the things that we could agree on, like what's yeah. a good time, what's a good a good sport. level, a good time for a 5K for men and women. Because we've yeah. actually, we've based that off that, as you say, thousands of data points. Millions. We've researched it, millions. Yeah. yeah. From, from results from across years and years and years you know averages so we, we haven't just plucked it out of thin air <laughs> no exactly no no so like i'll, I'll give you the 5k and the 10k runs are a good example i'm not, I'm not saying we do, we give these tests to people straight away they have to earn the right to get up to it but you know we plugged into the database the world database of scores from around the world and we chose certain percentiles across the board for what's good for men what's good for women to keep it fair keep it even to be able to do the scoring system because yeah there's a lot of math behind the scenes on our software that calculates all this. We had an Excel guy. (laughs) Yeah, it was, well, it was, it was a data analyst, actually, a specialist data analyst that was able to do it. And he, he originally put it into Excel for us to start working and figuring out, but my God, like it's, it's developed into this whole other system that we have now. But the upshot is not only can we give people scores of where they're at, and I'll give some examples now in a second of the world scores and the average, we can compare data across the world. Uh, We can track trends. Every time somebody does an assessment now, we can monitor their progress and see if they've improved. So it holds us accountable. And also if they've not improved, for example, they've got worse, which sometimes does happen in certain areas. Yeah, People like scores as well, don't they? So now we can go to clients, your everyday athlete score is 49 or or whatever. And you've got this in health, this in movement, this in strength, this in cardiac. They've all got an individual score for each area. You can see yep. instantly where you're doing well, where you're not doing well, and then you can see your overall score. And people are like, that's cool. Oh, I want to, I want to get my score up next time. I want to work on this. I want to work on that. So it's it's yeah. really good in that sense because it gets people like excited, doesn't it? Hundred percent about, about improving their scores. It really does. And by the way, if anyone's listening now, going like, where we've we been for the last few months and stuff, yeah, it's been we've been doing this like this is hours and hours and hours of research doing this. But yeah, like let's 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 talk some numbers, shall we? Let's just yeah, share, share what we've some done now. Okay, so I've, I've got I've got a big database. Start off, have you got it open? Yeah, I've got the why database don't you start open. Off now. And just tell me what is the overall everyday athlete score across the world at the moment? At the moment, for both men and women, the average everyday athlete score is forty-seven percent. Okay, now let's quantify this by saying this is only our clients. This is yep. only our members. There's less than a thousand data points in here, so we're aware like that we need more numbers for this to give a more realistic idea. But for members that work with us, both men and women, the average score is forty-seven percent for the total score. Now let's break this down let's into get the geeky. four components. Let's get geeky. <laughs> so starting with health, the average health score is sixty-three percent. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Ideally, you want 75% across the board. That's the goal for like amber levels. Obviously, 100% is top marks. But health is 63%. Movement is 62%, which is not too bad. Strength is 42%. Now, Cardio. Cardio. Now, before I say this, I've been saying this for a long time. It is the most neglected part of training, the most neglected part of the human body. The The heart is the most important muscle in the body. The average score is just 21%. You know what? I've not, um, it's been a couple of weeks since I've looked at the table. I didn't even realize it was quite that low. My mm-hmm. God. That, and it's it's improved. Say, it was 18%. It? Wow. It was 18%. As you say, mm-hmm. you can't get nothing. Obviously your brain keeps you alive as well, but your heart, without your heart, nothing. Nope. So, nothing at uh, all. Yeah. That's a bit that's scary. It. So you ha- and 
they'll, you know, people moan, they complain, like they'll say, why is my score so low? Um, well, it's not just running we do this test off. We have different modalities we test on. We have a walk test. Most people can walk. And then we, we choose one of the modalities of assault bike, uh, rowing or running, depending on their ability. So it's not just us choosing, hey, you must run, far from it. We have multiple tests that suited for the right person on their ability. And I'm sorry, it's true. 21% is the average score for both men and women. Now, let's break that down into individuals. So let's Individuals in the sense of male and female sexes. Yep. So let's go to male first. The average score for men around the world is 51%. Health number there is sixty-six percent. Movement is sixty-seven percent. Strength is still just forty-seven percent. Cardio is up three percent at twenty-four percent. Now, okay. can I just make a caveat about some of those strength ones? Actually, just yep. while it's popped into my head, that might actually be a bit lower because the way our assessment system works, we don't allow you to go on to the more in-depth strength assessments, Ooh, which would increase your score because you have to earn the right to get there. So in that yeah. sense, strength may be a bit lower. No, hundred percent. The same thing. And also with the cardio as well, you know, cause there are, there's in layer two, there's layer 2.1 and 2.2. You've got to pass the standards and prerequisites in layer 2.1 to progress. So you're right. So that there's a little caveat to that. We're, we're trying to find a way to filter those out to see if we can do that. That's even more tech geek that we're, we are trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out, which I'm enjoying, but it's hard work at the moment, but yeah, you're right. There is yeah. But the point is still like the average is 47% because they're not strong enough to go into it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, I'll give an example. As, as, we, as we define it, as we can. As, as, exactly, yeah. as we define it. I'll give you a really simplistic idea. So let's talk about pulling in, in towards pull-ups and chin-ups. Yeah. Like if you can't hang from a bar for 60 seconds, we're not going to allow you to take the pull-up or chin-up test. Like mm -hmm. if you can't hang for 60 seconds, that's our base requirement for grip strength and hanging ability. So if you can't do that, I don't care how long many pull-ups you can do, which is probably not many, right? You know, and, and, and if you can, your technique's probably not great. Exactly. So that, that's, that's the men's score, 51% worldwide for men. If you go to females, the average score is actually 43%. So health is down 60%, movement 57%, strength is just 37%, mm -hmm. and cardio is 18%. So it's a bit even lower still here. Again, this is just a cross-section of the people we work with and how we do things. We need more data. If people want to take part in this study, then let us know because we, you know, we'll happily We're assess you. For, uh, for data and assessments, yeah. are we not? Exactly. So that's how it works across the board. And we can break it further down by individuals, age groups, under 30, over 30. We can go even geeky in that. But I tell you what's interesting, it's more interesting, is if you look at the country scores, so the leading nations, okay, so... Oh, is this like the, uh, are we doing our own Strength Matters Olympics? Yes, it's the Strength Matters <laughs> Olympics, okay? So at the bottom, I'm afraid to say the United States of America, the average score is just 43%. Oh dear, come on, USA. Yeah, next up is Ireland with just 45%. Then we have the United Arab Emirates at 46%. Then we have Australia, 53%. Yeah. United Kingdom is up at 55%. Ooh. Go Canada with 58%. Oh, Canada. New Zealand, the Kiwis down under, 60%. Ooh. And the Germans... The Germans, I can say that because I speak German. Because so any you Germans can speak German, so you can get away with it. <laughs> I can get away with that stuff. Okay, I speak German. I live out there. I love. I love the Germans, and they come in at seventy-two percent. Seventy-two. Wow. So well done, the Germans. That's yeah, fantastic. Um, 
And again, that's just based on the data we have. We need more numbers, yep. cross-references, blah, blah, blah. But that's where we're at at the moment right now. Okay. So it's, but as we know, having stuff. spent time over in Germany doing uh, Perform Better and stuff like that, they actually do a lot more cardio in general, the yep. Germans do, don't they? Hell of a lot. 100%. And that's, and that's, that's where the numbers improve. That's where they, because it's the type of sport, it's the things they do. They walk a lot, they bike a lot. They're yep. in the mountains a lot. The people have come and done it. So, you know, their strength needs tend to be lower but because they're so good and generally at cardio, the numbers are well up quite a lot as well. So it's, you know, it's, it's good to see how that is. It's, it's good for us to reference it and to see trends. And yeah, like I said, by looking at these numbers as well, we know the Americans tend to be stronger at strength stuff, but the cardio sucks. And we can see this in numbers. The Germans, as a good example, cardio is super strong. They're not strong, which is f- strange when you think of German volume training and the, and the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and all those sorts of things. But those are the numbers we're seeing. And these are numbers for everyday people, not high-end athletes, everyday people over 30. Absolutely. How we're doing it, so it's quite cool. It is. It is very cool. And I say from a coach's perspective, uh, making our job easier and from a client's perspective, it's uh, a really great visual representation of where they currently sit have you got sort of an idea besides getting more data of where where you'd like us to take this next stages or anything i'm putting you on the spot now james (laughs) yes so where we're trying to go with this is we are trying to build an all-out software system if i'm being honest so Mm -hmm. it pulls it and visualize it so at the moment it's a bit clunky uh we have to manually pull things in and it's not as visually representative as I want to show it. But the thing I want to do with this is I want to prove certain theories that some of our systems work. Now, I'll give you a good example. I am convinced if I can take somebody who does a crawling test, the the box crawl test as we do it, if I can take a runner, as example, uh, who can only crawl for like two minutes and I can help them crawl 10 minutes without doing anything else, I'll improve their 10K and 5K times. We're seeing this anecdotally, but what I want is the is the data to back up what we're doing to prove that it works. Again, same with I want to show I want to I want to prove that if I can take someone's balance from five seconds to thirty seconds, it'll have an impact on their strength. It'll have an impact mm. on their running at the same time. So yeah. that's because what I'm the trying to uh, take it. neurologically, we'll take the brakes off to exactly. put it as simply as we can. Yeah, no, exactly that. So if the you're only as good as the software, and <laughs> if yeah, the, if, absolutely, yeah, the and, software and the bread and the, and the hardware, the body need to work together. So that's yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So that's why I want to take it. I want to start talking of that before before you move on. Just quickly talking of like improving box call to improve running without doing any running exercise. Yeah. Did you see Mike Hickman's post in the yeah. uh, group about his 10k row time? I so did. He said we've not barely done any rowing at all. He's done a tiny, tiny little bit, and that's most recently. Yeah, but we've been working much more on his mobility and just some basic muscular endurance strength, but a hell of a lot of mobility because he's like stiff as a board. Three, his shoulders three, are terrible. It was three minutes ten, off, wasn't it? Yeah, he took three minutes off his 10K row time without doing any rowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That's that is like I said. That's you know anecdotal, like of what we want to do. But yeah. we want to prove it. We want to show because again, there's a lot of people out there who go, "Give me the science. Give me the data." Well, okay. Well, this is what we're trying to do. Yeah. That's how we're trying to do it. Plus, I'm a I'm a tech geek. I'm a you know, like I said, for anyone who knows me, like my master's in computer science, so I love this data mm. stuff and playing around with it. So it's it's good. It's visually pleasing. It's representative of who we are, and it just yeah. I can explain and talk to people much easier about it. And plus, like like I said, everyone wants to know a score. Like every yeah. if if you take a music mm. exam, if you take a like any sort of exam, what's my score? Like it's everyone wants to know that. So people want to know their scores. 
Yeah. And, and as you have said several times in, in blogs and podcasts and stuff, if you don't know the score, you're not in the game. No, exactly. And so we now know the scores of people and we can be honest with people. And it takes us, you know, as the coaches, so say somebody wants to go to us and go, hey, yeah, I want to I get stronger in the deadlift. Okay, cool. So we now go, let's assess first to see where we're at. So yes, we can want to help them improve their deadlift, but guess what? Their heart may need improving first or they yeah. can need to balance or they haven't got... Basic grip strength. But exactly. If, if, if they want to improve their deadlift, but they can't hang from a bar for 60 seconds, well, what do you need for your deadlift? You need grip. So if we can't get that right first, we need to go from there. So it's little things like that is what we're trying to do. So there we go. That's that's kind of like the overall view of the system and how we do things. And for those number geeks, uh, it's yeah. ideal for you guys. It is. It is indeed. And I was going to say, you've mentioned that we need more data points. We need more people to get assessed, do the assessments. And we've actually got a couple of downloads coming out, or they might be oh, out yeah. by the time this podcast is released. So we've got the um, system of athletic development, which basically explains why we do what we do, the way that we do it, the, the hows and the whys and the wherefores. And then we've got, for the first time ever, is this correct? Uh, our whole yes. assessment system in a PDF, beautiful book. Yeah, book. It is indeed. Yeah, absolutely right. So we've been working on this for years. The whole system, our thought process behind it, the knowledge behind it, and we're giving it all away for free. So honestly, like it's the whole system of athletic development, a whole system of training. So it's a free downloadable book you can have. And then, yeah, we've put our whole assessments layers one to three in the book for you guys to read and see what we do. Now, obviously, you won't be able to score yourselves because yep. it's a very complicated algorithm that takes off many data points you just can't do that in a book it just doesn't come across it'll it'll confuse me more than it'll confuse you guys probably <laughs> trying to sort it out um but, it'll give, but, yeah, but the at least you'll 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 see the assessments you can have a yeah. go at them put yourself through them to uh, you know have a basic you'll know where you are quite good yeah. and not quite so good no, 100%. So you build the assessments. It's just, I've, I've dumbed it down a bit. So it's a simple yes, no. Can you do it? Yes. So we have a traffic light system. So it's a red, amber, green. In the book, it's a simple yes and no. And we've gone for an amber numbers. So there we go. So that's... Um, are you doing some funny faces at me then? I have no, no idea what you're trying to tell me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry <laughs> about it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll catch up about that off air. I was just, uh, let's uh, okay. just say I was pulling faces at you. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. I was like, I was, I was like, so I, was, I lost my trail of thought there. Cause I was like, cause this is this random face being pulled at me. But no. So like I said, it's, it's a simple yes, no system to give you an idea of where you're at. And it's not a, it's a case of, can you do it? Yes or no. If it's a yes, great. You're in a good shape, but it won't give you a score because that's mm. too complex for a state yeah. of the book, but we're giving it away. I know lots of people have seen it already and they really like it and it's been really useful for them. So hopefully it'll prove useful for all you guys and it'll give you an idea and a flavor of where we're going and what we're trying to achieve. Absolutely. Uh, so there will be more information about this in, uh, on the Facebook group, on the uh, website. So get yourself to www.strengthmatters.com and uh, you'll be able to find out all about how to download the system of athletic development and the assessment book. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for this week, is it not? I think so. I think, you know, without saying too much more about it, because I think we'll bore everyone to death with data's number. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I said, guys, if you want to get involved, like just let us know. You go to strengthmatters.com, you know, click on the assessment system, go to us, find out more. If you're going to be assessed in, in person, just send us an email. We'd love to start seeing how it goes as well. And we can we can give you every athlete score. Absolutely. There we go. Uh, James, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Josh. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Want more fitness secrets? Want to see the very best that Strength Matters has to offer? If so, then go start your free seven-day coaching experience at strengthmatters.com today. 
Power expert coaches will take you through the assessment process and help you put a workable plan into action. Together, we will finally uncover what's holding you back and put you on the path to success. Start your free seven-day coaching experience today. Visit www.strengthmatters.com to get started.